Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, are you into werewolves, mad sciences, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. The following podcast contains... Now, I had heard that word at least ten times a day from my old man. My father worked in profanity the way other artists might work in oils or clay. It was his true medium, a master. Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you decided the sniffles was actually lupus... What the hell were you thinking? I'm your host, Dave Bledsoe, and this is a Friday, September 16th, 2016, Exodus 2218 edition of the show, where we find out if a certain presidential candidate weighs the same as a duck. Stay tuned. The What the Hell Were You Thinking podcast is brought to you this week by Hawthorne's Witchfinders. Art thou troubled by servants of the beast? Is there an affliction upon thy kind? Goodman Hawthorne Witchfinders will cleanse the accursed from thy flock. Our team of trained and certified witch hunters will interrogate, torture, and terminate the mistresses of the beast concealed amongst the good folk of your village. 100% of thy money returned if we doth not find at least three witches amongst ye. Ask about the thrice-damned expurgation special. Apparitions, afflictions, curses, dark sabbaths, manifestations, and familiars to hell go down when Hawthorne Witchfinders come to thy town. Use the promo code NEWT and save 10% on your next witch trial. What on earth could be the reason behind Hillary Clinton's bizarre behaviour in recent weeks? Weird seizures, psychotic facial tics, over-exaggerated reactions, coughing fits, strange lesions on her tongue. Is Hillary on the verge of a mental breakdown due to stress, or are her strange outbursts linked to a medical condition? Is Clinton suffering from actual brain damage, or are these odd manifestations just an expression of some kind of narcissistic personality disorder. I talked privately with psychologists and psychiatrists to try and answer this question, and here's what they told me. So, this week in What is Wrong with Hillary Watch 2016, the lies have finally fallen away, and we, the American people, can finally see for ourselves how frail this poor woman is. After nearly dying in the mild morning air of the 9-11 memorial ceremony, her handlers whisk her away, allegedly, to her daughter's apartment in Manhattan. But sources within the campaign mutter that she was taken to a secret government health facility on Wall Street where billionaires take infusions of cord blood from aborted fetuses and an ongoing treatment for her myriad medical woes. A professional Clinton impersonator took to the streets outside Chelsea's apartment to promulgate the illusion of Hillary's health. But we all noticed the lack of secret service protection around Hillary. Who do these people think they are fooling? Mouth breather. Sadly, this incoherent rant was only slightly exaggerated. Because to the best of my knowledge, Hillary is not receiving cord blood infusions at the secret Wall Street Rejuvenation Center located below the New York Stock Exchange. Listen, and yet we're not supposed to talk about it? Why? Following an early departure from the aforementioned memorial service last weekend, the Clinton campaign revealed that Hillary was being treated for a case of walking pneumonia. She grew overheated and dehydrated and had to be helped away from the, memorial, from the ceremony. She went to Chelsea's house where she rested, drank some Gatorade, consumed the still-beating heart of a child to steal its vitality... 
I, I'm sorry, that, that last part actually came from Rudy Giuliani, so that probably didn't happen. I mean, yeah, there are some reasonable arguments to be made for discussion of the health of a 68-year-old candidate running for president. Assuming the American people actually pull their head from their collective asses and stop making me crazy with this Trump thing they're doing, she will be 69 years old when she is sworn in in January. 69, dudes! Like, I was gonna let that walk by without comment. By this time in a person's life, things start to happen. Parks break down, and the grim specter of mortality looms on the horizon. Or it would be for most people, I strongly suspect when you're the wife of a former president, a former second senator and secretary of state, you're getting some state-of-the-art medical care. It's not like you're some doofus sitting in his apartment drinking whiskey and recording a podcast who only goes to the doctor when he's got a sucking chest wound. Clinton's doctor has already released a general health summary last year stating that she was in excellent health for a woman of her age. Pretty standard, really. She's being treated with a hormone supplement for an underactive thyroid. She has suffered from a blood clotting issue after a head injury several years ago, which is now fully resolved, and she has a secret twin embedded in her abdomen with psychic powers. It's nothing at all abnormal for her age and gender. My own mother suffered from an underactive thyroid, and I myself have a telekinetic twin. Fred is damn handy to have around when I can't reach the whiskey bottle. He just levitates it right on over. Good job, Fred. None of this has stopped the rampant speculation that Hillary Clinton is... Oh, yeah, she's damn near as good as, uh... Dead. Who, you might ask, is speculating about Hill's health? Well... I guess it's probably where the most incredibly unbelievable and utterly absurd things start. With the human mimeograph, chronically short of fluid, Alex Jones over at InfoWars. Translation for millennials, prior to the precipitous drop of copiers and scanners, a mimeograph machine was used to make reproductions of documents, primarily in educational institutions. It utilized a strong-smelling ink solution and frequently produced illegible copies. His wild-eyed speculation about Clinton's health, fueled with the usual gang of idiots who read things on the internet and believe they possess any basis in reality. Wake up, sheeple. Called from a Washington Post article, here are just some of the things that the internet thinks is wrong with Hillary's health. Strokes. Multiple sclerosis. Two weeks to stand, so she needs a stool. Parkinson's. HIV, asthma. She will be dead in a year. Not sure if this is a diagnosis of a medical condition or something Meepzorp the Grey Alien told Alex Jones during a bingo night at the Knights of Columbus Hall. Seizures, blackouts, heart trouble, lupus. It's never lupus. Happening lupus, increased platelet count could cause blood clots. ANA was negative. It's not lupus. Hallucinations are a symptom of psychosis, which is the fourth diagnostic criteria. It's official. This is lupus. I honest to God think they put lupus in there just because of house. Oh, here's another one. She has special needs there. That came from animatronic jizzrag Louis Gomer, who actually said her brain is a blender. But it's okay, because he's praying for her. Last week's prayer meeting on the air. Praise Jesus. She's taken an extraterrestrial lover. That's not a medical condition. It's just a bit of gossip. And of course, according to Dr. Ben Carson, she's in league with Lucifer, meaning she's a witch. That was the premise of the piece in the post that I've quoted this from. I liked it so much that I stole it for the show this week. Thanks, Alexander Petri. So, in the interest of public interest, I now present to you... There are ways of telling whether she is a witch. Are there? Well, they tell us! They hurt! 
Now, people have long called Hillary Clinton a witch. But you need to examine the context and phrasing. After all, when a man calls a woman a witch, it's rhyming with the word he actually wants to use. Nor am I interested in whether or not the former Secretary of State has ever practiced the Wiccan religion. Honestly, can you see her burning sage and dancing sky-clad underneath a full moon? It got weird, didn't it? Yeah. What we want to know is, is she a servant of Lucifer in Congress with the devil? Does she practice the dark arts with minions of hell? And I think it's clear to everyone what the answer is going to be. Because our crack team of researchers did what one does when one wants to know things and typed Hillary is a witch into the Google machine and it spake to us in tongues revealing the secrets Lucifer would never want revealed. Apparently, in 1993 and 1994, Hillary's White House Christmas tree included occult figurines as decorations. And I'm quoting here, a fertility god made from carved dark wood and put together so that they look like stick figures. And 12 Lords of Leaping, the ornament consisted of a tiny clay male figurines. Each was naked and had a large erection. This alone, enough, is to have her bound and consigned to the flames. But wait, there's more. Another mystery ornament was the gingerbread man. There were five small gold rings. One in his ear, one in his nose, one through his nipple, one through his belly button, and of course, the ever-popular cock ring. The sources of all this stuff, I swear to God, it's in the show notes. Click these links, they're amazing. But what kind of witch is Hillary? Many people are saying she's no ordinary practitioner of the black arts, but an Illuminatus witch combining the sorcery of diabolical worship with the world-spanning conspiracy of the Illuminatus. Two great tastes that taste great together. According to an undated article on the Forbidden Knowledge website, oh, and if you were wondering, this website contains GeoCities-era anagifs. So it's possible the information may be a little outdated, but still, (laughs) this is a quote from the website. For the past year, Hillary Clinton has been wearing a new lapel pin that is distinctive, to say the least. While other Christian ministries have reported this pin, none of them has recognized it for the Illuminati symbol it truly is, largely because no one in these ministries is fully conversant with the occult. Do you need more proof? Perhaps something from this century? What if I told you that the very day Hillary Rodham Clinton clinched the Democratic nomination and defeated well-known Zionist puppet Bernie Sanders was 6-6-16? It's evil! Don't touch it! That is a major satanic holidays. It goes deeper, man, because on the very night Obama took the nomination in 2008, the California lottery numbers was 6 6 Six. It's as plain as the nose on your face. But I see all of you are so wrapped up in your complacency that you refuse to accept the reality before you. So allow me to present this, the final damning piece of evidence. The irrefutable fact you cannot deny. Larry Nichols, a former Clinton aide, who has been with them from the beginning, says in an InfoWars interview taped in September of last year that Bill once told him that Hillary was part of a witch's coven. I know about once a month, Hillary would go out to Los Angeles. And she did it so regular that it became a bit of an issue trying to, why is she always going? 
Bill told me that she was going out there, she and a group of women, and she would be a part of a witch's church. And, uh, man, I, when Bill told me that, you could have hit me with a baseball bat. I tried to point out to him. He realized what had happened if that got out. Of course, my job is to make sure it didn't get out. Now, I don't know today if Hillary still partakes in <clears throat> the witch ritual. I, I don't know that I even know what the ritual was. But for the better part of many years, Hillary would go quite often, whether it was regularly once a month or maybe once every couple of months, she would go out on a weekend simply to be a part of it. I do feel somewhat of a journalistic obligation to mention that Larry was only an aide in so much that he said he killed people for the Clintons in the 80s, but I actually believe he might be under some sort of spell cast by Hillary and her witch's coven, because we all know she's part of a coven. I think I might have said too much. Gavin, lock the doors to the studio. Make sure no one gets in. We've uncovered the kind of thing that gets people killed and murdered by the Clintons. Gavin? Are you there? Gavin, hello? I don't think Gavin is here anymore. If anyone can hear my voice, please send help. They're coming for me. They're coming for me soon. Oh, wait, this is actually a podcast. They were coming for me. I'm, I'm already dead by now. We at the What the Hell Were You Thinking podcast believe our exhaustive research has proved conclusively that Hillary Clinton is, in fact, an agent of Lucifer. But we know that you, the American public, believe that we, the media, is in the pocket of big business in Washington, D.C., so we advocate a special select committee be impaneled by the House of Representatives immediately to determine conclusively that Hillary is in fact a witch. They could begin by pricking her flesh because she will not feel pain nor bleed. Then she shall be stripped on public television and searched for the mark of the beast or the devil's teat and then dunked beneath the reflecting pool where she shall sink like stones. And finally, a cake of rye meal and ashes shall be mixed with her urine and fed to a hound and that hound will speak her name. She fears this test. Why do you think she never drinks water? Once the committee and the American people have witnessed her guilt, she should be burnt to the stake on the National Mall, and Donald Trump will be proclaimed God Emperor and King of America. After all, isn't this the logical conclusion of all the bullshit we've been watching go down over the past few months? The GOP and the anthropomorphic stinging jellyfish they nominated for president have been busy building pyres for Hillary since the beginning of the election. Shit, since the beginning of Bill's election in 1992. I won't say the media is bringing the gasoline for these little barbecues, but they are certainly pointing out little scraps of wood Trump can use to toss on the fire. This health thing is just one more faggot for the flames. I didn't mean it like that. I meant it like a bundle of sticks, like the like the English to the British. I read a lot of Tolkien, and it was then Lord of the Rings. Please, please don't protest my show. Lurid headlines adorn articles asking questions with no answers, but by God, they're going to go ahead and make some up anyway about any old thing that makes the story sound worse than what it is. NBC News asks, 
Nine unanswered questions about Hillary Clinton's health tonight at 11. The New York Times says she was set back deciding to keep her illness a secret. The Crap News Network actually did an in-depth into the various conspiracies, giving half a page to images of Twitter conjecture that a body double was used in New York City on Sunday. All of this fans the flames of conjectures sprouted by people whose closest breath with medical school was watching Marcus Welby, M.D., translation for millennials it was a really old tv show about a doctor that only old people would know about instead of doing the responsible journalistic thing and giving honest information about what they know and what the diagnosis actually is diagnosis murder weekdays at 11 10 central on me tv yep fuck you i've already hit my maximum number of translations for millennials in the show so google that one yourself i mean right now there is a forensic pathologist gentlemen about to enter the fascinating sphere of police work, the world of forensic medicine. Featured in the Washington Times, a paper admittedly as nutty as a pouch of trail mix, but has been picked up by completely not news and other outlets, who is saying that Hillary was poisoned by Putin. Why are, quote, credible, unquote, news outlets covering a couple of tweets by a doctor who's never examined Clinton and is not a forensic toxicologist? Hey, you might as well. Shit, they might be in there. The Boston Globe ran this as if it were an actual story rather than some random Nimrod tweeting on Twitter. What the fuck is going on here? And that's not even taking the derposphere of the right-wing media into account. Breitbart, a wholly owned and operated subsidiary of Trump Industries, is shitting their pants while crowing they were right all along. I'm not sure exactly what they were right about since they've diagnosed Clinton with everything from brain-eated amoeba to the goddamn Andromeda strain. I mean, what's next? Her pneumonia is caused by Captain Trips? M-O-O-N. That spells morons. As I said earlier, it's reasonable to want a certain amount of information about the health of a candidate for president. It's a notoriously stressful and demanding job. And I think if one were to just look at a before and after of President Obama, it's sufficient to prove how much it wears on a person. I mean, honest to God. So I took this picture for the show notes of me in 2006 and me in 2016. And I don't think I've really changed that much. I got a little grayer, a little fatter. Holy Jesus, what the hell happened to me? Sorry. I, I shouldn't have done that. Speaking of old and overweight, what about Mr. McDonald's? God, I have really just run out of ways to insult Trump's appearance, and we've got weeks to go before the election. Well, he, he told Dr. Oz, no, 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 you know, I'm not doing this. I'm not lowering the tone of this podcast, which many of you would think is impossible, considering the sheer number of dick jokes we use, with an actual discussion between two vapid hucksters having a conversation about one of the vapid hucksters' health, particularly when the medical examinations came from a physician who may or may not be Dr. Brackish Oaken from Independence Day. Fine, yes, the Clinton campaign probably ought to have disclosed her illness when it was diagnosed. But at the same time, this was a damned if you do, damned if you don't decision because I guarantee goddamn to you, we would still be having this idiotic discussion if she had. Complete with speculations on how long she had it and what caused it. The conspiratards on Breitbart would still be raving about her having grayscale or fucking space herpes. What was that? 
Uh, 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 what? Space herpes. That's disgusting! The web MDing of Hillary has been going on for months, and all it lacked was the hint of legitimacy to allow TV media to turn it into the shit show you now see before you and use it to prove to you once again that Clinton has a problem with honesty. Ah, oh, jeez, not this shit again. This is the point where we remind you again the media has this thing it does with the Clintons where they look and 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 then they look some more for some kind of scandal and when they don't find one, they take something meaningless and turn it into something that court is kind of, sort of, maybe if you looked at it from a certain angle, could be a scandal. So definitely tune into our six-part special about it. It's also at this point that reminds you that Mother Jones and the New York Times, despite their own penchant for aggrandizement, you know, bullshit, rated Hillary Clinton one of the most honest politicians on record since 2007. Do you know the politicians who beat her? Barack Obama and Bill fucking Clinton. Trump, by the way, tops the list of liars by a mile because he makes Richard Nixon look like Walter fucking Cronkite. And quite honestly, I do not blame her for not trusting the press because every time she does, they become little Bailey Paris and Abigail Williams with all their twitching fits. Political Magazine's Todd Purdom wrote a long read about her history with the press and all the times she was candid and honest, and then she was cast all of a sudden as Sarah Osborne. Yeah, maybe I Wikipedia the Salem witch trials for this episode, all right? Fine, sue me. Her early experiences in the White House taught her giving anything to the media, resulting in them wanting more and more, until finally they had the one thing they could put on the scale to make it weigh the same, to make her weigh the same as a duck. Keith Oberman spent 18 minutes in his new GQ feature listing 187 things Donald Trump has done, said, lied about, delineating, which uh, he should never be president. Honestly, watching it was sort of like condensing the last year of this show without any references to Dungeons and Dragons. So, hey, call me, Keith. I'll be happy to run you in a game. If the media reported on half of them with the sincerity and focus they spend on Hillary's health this week, the election would be over. Trump would be sulking in Mar-a-Lago or planning his new TV network for all the Trump evangelicals he created, and we could spend a pleasant autumn complaining about pumpkin spice assholes. God, remember pumpkin spice assholes? I miss them. But they don't. So we aren't. And right now, Trump is still sitting with a small but not impossible chance to win this thing. So fuck it. The New York Times, the Criminal News Network, let's stop pussyfooting around this thing and get right on with the fucking witch trial and subsequent burning of Hillary. You know that's what you want. Imagine the ratings you could get while Louis Gommert dunks her under the water. You could have the interrogation conducted by Matt Lauer, who would add a nice touch of human interest to the branding irons, if you know what I'm saying. Then, after you've pronounced her guilty, we can have Baron Trump run out with a torch for the pyre like the Trump Olympics and get that fire going. I think of it all as a prelude to the apocalypse, because I promise you, the fire in which she burns will eventually consume us all. But the ratings will be fucking phenomenal. That is it for our show this week. We want to thank the entire crew over at Anne's Malice Maleficary, Brooklyn's hottest artisanal witches cover, for all their help with our research this week. You can find them by creating a tincture, creating and consuming a tincture with three part goat's urine, two parts oil blessed by a priestess of Hecate, and one part two buck chuck from Trader Joe's, or by simply following them on Snapchat. We also want to thank Dr. Johnny Fever. Do it. <laughs> 
time for this town to get down. <laughs> you got Johnny. Dr. Johnny Fever, and I am burning up in here. What? We all in critical condition, babies. But you can tell me where it hurts. Because I got the healing prescription here from the big KRP musical medicine cabinet. Now, I am talking about your 50,000-watt intensive care unit, babies. So just sit right down, relax, open your ears real wide, and say, give it to me straight, doctor. I can take it. The only physician who's got the cure for our fever. And it's not more cowbell. You can follow us on Twitter at the hell underscore podcast or the show name on Facebook. We don't Snapchat. We're just too old and too tired to mess with it. Find all of the shows at iTunes and Stitcher where you should leave us a rating or review so we can cast our spell on other listeners. All of the shows are at www.whatthehellpodcast.com and on SoundCloud at the show name. For me, Dave Bledsoe, the currently sky-clad producer, Gavin. Honestly, dude, put some clothes on. No one wants to see that. And all the other fictional witches and warlocks on this year's show, we want to say, those weaves are in his hair. That sly reptilian stare. No trace of conscience there. It's witchcraft. We've got no defense for it. His lies are too intense for it. What good would common sense do? Well, maybe for one we can see there's no fucking witches. We'll see you all next week. It's witchcraft. That wicked witchcraft. Cause it's witchcraft. Wicked witchcraft. And although I know it's strictly taboo. When you arouse the need in me My heart says yes indeed in me Proceed with what you're leading me to Seltzer Kings Podcasts